You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. And people just kept on showing every week and we kept selling out a beer every week. And uh, they're part of the success. Seriously, like we, oh, we, yeah. we owe it all to them. That's why we definitely were able to like reinvest all this money during a difficult time into the business and actually expand right now. It's uh, it's overwhelming. So it uh, pushes us to not be comfortable and push forward and just, um, I don't know, strive for greatness, man. I don't know. We're, 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 <laughs> for greatness. It, it sounds weird. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a glorious week so far. I most certainly have been. This is going to be the last Vox and Hops episode for a whole month. That's right. I am taking a month-long vacation where I will be hanging out with my family so that I can enjoy life, metal, and craft beer a little bit more in depth. I'm looking forward to coming back in September in full force. If you are a new Vox and Hops head, do not worry. I have over 280 episodes that you can go back and check out throughout my month-long vacation. I'm very stoked to announce that I have teamed up with Indie Merch Store to bring you the official Vox and Hops Merch Store. Indie Merch makes the best merchandise. I have been working with them for years with Cryptopsy, so it was an easy choice to choose who I wanted to set up Vox and Hops' merch store with. You can head on over to my website, voxandhops.com slash merch. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com slash merch to check out the full line of official Vox and Hops merch merchandise when you are checking out don't forget to use the promo code voxhops10 that's v-o-x-h-o-p-s-1-0 and you will save 10 percent off of your entire order now before we jump into today's episode i would just like to ask you to follow the vox and hops metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice but more than that i'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast if there is someone in your life that loves metal and craft beer tell them to listen to Vox and Hops. You can tell them that there are over 280 episodes available on their favorite podcast platform with the world's best metal artists talking about their life, metal, and craft beer. If you were to encourage one of your friends to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, in today's episode, I am with Alex Erien and Marc-André Fillon of Masorum Brassatorium. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 289. <laughs> I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Marc-André Fillon and Alex Erien of Masorum Brassatorium. Of course, Alex is from Despised Icon as well. Uh, very cool to be back with you on the podcast. Very happy to be with you boys. Crack those beers. Go for it. Show us what we got. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. How about yourself? Thanks for having us. Of course. Super, super stoked. Um, let's just dive straight into the, the meat of this. Uh, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. What beers are you guys drinking on your side tonight that we'll be sharing virtually? Uh, right now, uh, I'm on the Single Touch uh, Citra. It's a single IPA, uh, 6.5 ABV. So, you know, it's Citra, so 
you know what you get. Tastes like <laughs> cat piss and farts. I love it. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's what I like. <laughs> you, Adrian, what are you, what, Alex, what, what are you drinking today? So I just cracked uh, Il était une fois sécheresse. Uh, so in the Lager family, it's a Hellas, uh, a little uh, sweeter than uh, your average Pilsner. Quite refreshing. Today is like 46,000 degrees, so I'm quite enjoying it right now. Hell yes, a glorious, warm, humid day in Montreal. On my side, I'm drinking the Hana Sinco Double Dry Hub, double IPA, 8.2%. Stoked to try this. I'm going to crack this. Let's just jump straight into it. Um, how did you guys cope with the glorious year that is now behind us, but it still seems to be lingering on of 2020? I mean, it was a strange year, uh, obviously. Um, I think we uh, we just uh, we stayed focused on what we had to do, and uh, you know, one day at a time, um, one week at a time. Uh, every time there was a beer ready, or they were thinking about brewing uh, a new beer or something like that, um, you know, we'll just go ahead and do what we have to do and. Yeah, so far so good. It's I don't think the the COVID thing is is uh, has ended. Uh, it's still up there, you know. We're still living it, but uh, the fact that we're now open to public and uh, you know having customers here uh, on the terrace, it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, we're really enjoying uh, the the summer uh, so far, and. Uh, Hope things will keep that way. And uh, yeah, anniversaries come in and uh, it's going to be huge. Super busy, man. We're open seven days a week now. And as Marc-André just mentioned, uh, I don't know. I just feel super blessed. Uh, the fact that we our tap room was closed for eight months with everything happening, whether it's seeing a lot of people now on our terrace or the tap room and everything, uh, uh, or during those eight months off, we were just a big beer store <laughs> and people just kept on showing every week and we kept selling out of beer every week. And uh, they're part of the success. Seriously, like we, oh, yeah. we, we owe it all to them. That's why we definitely were able to like reinvest all this money during a difficult time into the business and actually expand right now. It's, uh, it's overwhelming. So it uh, pushes us to not be comfortable and push forward and just, um, I don't know, strive for greatness, man. I don't know. We're, 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 <laughs> for greatness. It, it sounds weird, but I don't know. We're released. We're dropping like four, uh, four different beers a week and yeah. selling out within a week and, uh, just embracing that and, uh, trying to innovate still and not just definitely just not just use the same formula over and over again. And it's, uh, as Marc-André just mentioned, it's good to see our, customers back on on the on the terrace just chilling enjoying themselves and that's what we're all about you know it was quite overwhelming being closed for all that time and uh you know we had to lay off all the temporarily uh the entire staff um and everybody came back and everybody stoked to work and you know it's not a chore people are actually stoked to work here and i feel like our customers can feel it and that's why it's just an overall good experience for everyone involved. So in a nutshell, that's it, Matt. <laughs> that's amazing. And then you, you hit on a few very key things about the identity of Masorum. Uh, you are supposed to be a bar for your quartier. It's supposed to be a bar for the local people living around you, a tap house. It's supposed to be a local pub. But during the pandemic, you switched everything up and became an online sales monster and did very, very well, which is difficult. 
if you look at the beginning of Messerem, like when we first opened, we thought we will just be a local pub. And if you like that certain beer, you can leave uh, with a four pack. But people started uh, buying four packs like crazy. Ultimate hustlers, ultimate metal musicians. I, I think it stems from that having to work really hard and in reinvesting and everything. That's that's a band mentality. That's that's not putting money into your pockets. You're reinvesting into your brewery into your business and that is very very commendable you buy new cabs you buy a trailer you buy a new van <laughs> that's pretty much it and you yeah. can't you can't ever tune out it's 24 7 uh there's no punch in punch out you always got to be on um and i don't know i went from managing bands to managing a service team and <laughs> i don't know different but di- same same but different yeah. i don't know this is actually easier i like it <laughs> And I get to not live out of a suitcase and sleep in my own bed every night. So it's it's been good. I did want to touch on, we, we did have a conversation before on the podcast, um, and you weren't into craft beer. so I was not. I, I always ask this question when I have someone back on the podcast, is the evolution of their craft beer palate. So what happened? Uh, what happened is I started working here, and then I switched <laughs> from like a Coors Banquet to... Uh, <laughs> To all our deli- delicious IPAs, I, I I don't drink that many double IPAs. I'm still a lightweight when it comes to uh, level al- of alcohol, but uh, I don't know. I, I I I get it now, and it's quite an enjoyable experience. I'm still not much of a drinker, but whenever I, I am in the mood, I get to enjoy one of these tasty beverages. And uh, yeah, you know, I used to tour with Alex, you know, with Obita Brave, and I know him, you know, on tour and as a friend, you know. Uh, he's not like, like just like you said, um, just said he's not like a beer drinker. You know, he would maybe like have, have like cider or something like that, or like apple jacks or apple know. jacks. <laughs> the cereal. Oh, you need uh, mad jack. Mad, mad jack. No, that's uh, apple jack. That's beer. a that spice like... drink. Oh, <laughs> anyway, but I converted you know, the spice to uh, all their smoothie sours. Yeah. So they, they love the petit jus de mort. But I remember Alex when he got here, and it, it, you know it was something like really different to him and when, when i drank him in my defense they weren't necessarily good either <laughs> <laughs> but i think they were good but you were you you were just um you were not like um used to it first time i had a ipa uh, i remember it was um you know like a big hazy ipa whatever it was from uh, alchemist in vermont and i think it was from vince vince brought it back and i had it and first sit i was like Ugh. it was itchy here like i was like <clears throat> all the time, you know, like <laughs> clearing my throat. Like, what the hell is that shit, man? I want to. I don't want to drink that. But at the end, like, I fucking have like a brew here, and we're, and that's you know like what we brew the most. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but yeah. Classic Fox and Hops question. I want to hear about your very first beers. Do you remember the first beers that you guys ever drank? Oh my god. Oh yeah, I remember. It was a black label from my uncle uh, Gilles. And, uh, but the first one that I actually bought, it was, um, it was that little brown bottles from Unibrew. They were selling for 99 cents at the convenience store, um, next to the, to my house. And, uh, we had like a, a cabin in the forest. So every time like it was a Friday night, you know, like we took your, uh, you know, when you clean your, you clean the floors that you're in the bathroom and your moms give you $10, you know, on Friday afternoon, um, you go get some weed and, you know, everything you can <laughs> find to get fucked up, you know, and uh, for 99 cents, you know, I used to get a, 
you know, like a five piece and uh, three or four bottles of, uh, I don't remember the name. It's the little small brown bottle from Unibrew, you know, like the old school uh, shapes. Um, La Bolduc. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was going uh, pretty hard on the, <laughs> on the Bolduc. <laughs> it got the job done. <laughs> How about you, uh, Alex? I, I seriously can't remember. Uh, it was probably about 50 almost. In the I, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> spending a lot of time at Foof's during our uh, early adult years, Molson Dry, definitely. But I'm uh, just looking back, you know, being a teenager, going to like various parks with my friends. I feel like we would get like uh, the Airpoint is with this. Bull Max or Bull Max or St. Ives. Saint Saint Sidais, Saint Sidais, whatever, however you pronounce it, both were gross, but you just had to chug him and get him get him over with, and then you had a good buzz. Fucking cold forty fives, cold forty fives for the boys. Just, just punishing, punishing, but effective. Uh, I want to hear about the soundtracks of your youth when you were growing up in your parents or guardians' house. What music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? Oddly enough, all the music that my parents listened to, all the like soul stuff, R and B uh earth wind and fire all that oh, stuff yeah. i used to hate you know marvin Gaye was not into it and now it's, now it's 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 all i listen to now but share the spice of life yeah absolutely i mean i even play some here at Masorm sometimes yeah, so good um what did i used to listen to back then just a lot of metal a lot of punk rock some hardcore uh so the classics, the Pantera, uh, <laughs> uh, the Sepulturas, and then you sort of build that tolerance into the heavy world. So for me, I started with the local scene. I started with a band called Necrotic Mutation oh, yeah. and then wanted something a little heavier. Uh, a band called Cryptopsy. I don't think you've ever heard of them. Never. But, uh, <laughs> Apparently the singer sucks. Dude. Yeah. The new <laughs> but, singer, yes. No, re- real story, though. The <laughs> first show, uh, I, first uh 18 plus show I ever snuck into was a cryptopsy cryptopsy show. I was 17. Cryptopsy. Cryptopsy. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I tried to, to I tried to like uh, grow a mustache or something so I wouldn't get carted at the door. And then managed managed to see you guys. Who else was on there? I think Nile was on the bill, and they never never made it past customs. And then a band called Oppressor, and I can't remember who else. Uh, and then I don't know some of the punk rock stuff, the early Pennywise and No Effects, and then hardcore stuff, probably like Madball and then Biohazard. In a nutshell, that's it. And you, Filio, what did your parents listen to? Oh, uh, my parents were uh, kind of uh, all over the place. Um, it was from Bodamage to uh, Sir McLaughlin, uh, REM. Uh, my dad is a big fan of Rush. I, I was going to say Chris loves Rush. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, <laughs> some Pink Floyd also. They used to listen to a lot of music, but now I know it's just like I don't see them like having like a you know like a, a passion about music anymore. But you know, like I, I went to uh, for a breakfast with my mom uh, next uh, last Friday, and um, I was wearing a Joy Division T-shirt, um, and uh, my mom asked what it was. I was like, Yo don't even never heard of joy division and um i was like new order you know like when a singer killed himself blah, blah. So I, I, I know new order and um she asked me um uh on sunday like hey was it was the name of that band again and then i said joy division 
She's like, okay, I'm listening to Joy Division right now. It's really good. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's a <laughs> uh, beautiful yeah. cyclical inspiration. I like Fidel's parents. His mom just got a tattoo for, for him. Yeah. Pretty cute. Very cool. Is it his? I work with his dad, too. He's a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad is in SRM also. So it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing family thing. I love it. I love it. Um, big question. We talked about this a lot, Filion, when we did the roundtable for Mondial de la Bière. You guys have stumbled into and become a brewery that is known as one of the hype breweries, one of the most exciting breweries, one of the breweries that chases every week releasing beer, and then it's gone. You went through a moment when there was no beer because people I'm just bought everything so so i i'm interested to you had a very good answer i don't know if you remember what it was i said but i remember i'll help you along what is hype why is there hype in craft beer you had a great answer during the round table i'd like to to say it again um i'm not real i don't really like the um the word hype um you know like we're not creating hype i think we're just uh, creating cool stuff, uh, good stuff, you know, for your mouth and and uh, you know, like visually, this you know, the tags are kind of colorful and people are you know, like they seem to really enjoy what we do um, overall. And uh, I think the hype comes from people buying our stuff, and when something's sold out, people are kind of uh, going crazy over like, oh, you don't. You, you didn't brew enough, like brew more and brew more. But, you know, I think this is what creates the, the, the hype around um, SRM. Um, I don't feel really comfortable uh, in front of people, you know, like when they, they're speaking about trends and uh, there are some breweries. Um, uh, I've been asked uh, from, um, there was like brewery, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to dr- name drop anyone, but uh, someone asked me how, how much we paid for a hype. Like, seriously, it's, it's a real question. Some people think that we paid some people to have a hype. And if you, you know, we never gave um, any beers, like, to influencers or anyone. And, you know, like, we have a four-pack each for every beer. And if we want another pack, we got to pay, like, the, the whole thing. Like, not, like, 30% off or what. No, I got to pay for it. So, yeah, most of the time I don't get a second pack, you know, because it's just I can't buy like four packs every week like some people do, you know. But, um, yeah, I think it's the hype comes from customers, I think. It's all organic. It's all worth them out. They enjoy the beer. They like uh, the vibe, you know. It's where they come here. They take we're, pictures, we're by stories. the canal. It's it's a nice environment. Uh, not a lot of big streets around, so there's not a lot of noise pollution and just a visually stimulating environment. The terrace is great. Lots of room for a lot of people and kind of isolated. So it's our little beer garden, you know. And, and it's uh, kind of cute. And people like to take photos and share, you know, on Facebook, Instagram stories or posts and when people see the terrace for the first time uh i think people are kind of like oh wow where is that place you know and they want to go so when they taste when they taste the when they have a little taste of the of messer and what we have here you know the terrace the the the, the staff here at the bar uh alex you know so cool signing autographs and <laughs> and vinyls and yeah but <laughs> taking my- photos with fans from all around the world it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, my, my job here as a service manager is just making sure that uh, 
our service and the overall experience is up to par with the product itself, you know? So that's like the key point when I, uh, interview, you know, future employees, I just mainly it's obviously they have to be competent, but it's also just having that good energy, that team spirit. And, you know, we genuinely enjoy working here and our customers can feel it. And, you know, that's why they keep coming back and, I don't know. We're just operating at max capacity as far as brewing is concerned. So there's no false fake uh, supply and demand. We're just trying to brew as much beer as we can and we can't keep up. So uh, I'd like to thank everybody that supports us. Seriously, it's it's been overwhelming and it's uh, it's definitely pushing us to work even harder for sure. So exciting. I remember seeing the first glimpses of the brewery. Uh, two years ago now and I went to the soft launch and I was like this is beautiful it's amazing I was expecting metal music but I understand now (laughs) why it wasn't there and I I respect that (laughs) and why is that because it doesn't necessarily fit into the entire vibe of what Masorum is and I respect that and what is the vibe of Masorum I'm taking notes right now it's more of a everybody place you don't want to push people away it has to be cool but but more of a calculated cool, not 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 an elitist metalhead cool. So as much as you guys are that, you're you're definitely cater to many more people. You are a local pub with with a chic cool vibe. You know, we we feel like everyone is uh, is welcome here, and uh, you know the fact that you know like we we play all type all kind of you know different music. You know from the Cure to uh griselda or wu-tang or you know we put we put a lot of different music on but it has like a a brooklyn new york vibe you know and i think everyone seems to you know fit in here there's no like it's just for everyone you know and we feel like no one should be um everyone should feel comfortable here even if you're cool or not like and what's cool what's not anyway so (laughs) for sure definitely inclusive there is something like that brings people together and it's just fun stuff you know you get uh you sit with your friends at a table and you drink beer and that's what we all like you know if you're a yo, like, you know, a fresh. Or preppy, you know? Beer's for everyone. <laughs> well put, man. It's a brutal thing, a brutal thing. I love that. Or uh, yo, or <laughs> when it comes to week by week, you guys are one of these breweries that I find it extremely interesting, but it, if I was there, I would be stressed as an artist. It's almost like every week you're doing your follow-up album, your success. And every week there is the stress of keeping that quality up there. How do you handle the pressure? Don't go on untapped. (laughs) 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 Oh, definitely don't. I don't go on untapped anymore. Yeah. It's Willie, Willie's job. Now he goes on, on, on tap and see if everyone's happy. You know, if we see a, excited beer or something we we send a, a little comment or whatever it is like if he didn't enjoy his beer uh we send him a comment and we try to you know um talk with customers through uh untapped and uh social Everywhere. networks yeah exactly and, and in person you know yeah, it's really important the, the communication with customers is really really important and i think we were there was a lack uh, of communication uh at the beginning because you know i was doing social medias and i was doing the the um, the the tags obviously all the merch you know glasses t-shirts hats 
um, everything with that has a MSRM logo on it. I was obviously like working behind the bar also, uh, cleaning the bathrooms. Um, I was uh, canning the the beers, you know, on you know on the ca- uh, on the canning line. I, I I was doing like everything at the beginning. So when people were sending emails, it was just like fuck, you know. And at a certain point, it was more emails, more emails, more emails, more Instagram, more DMs, and and we just like and at the first anniversary. Uh, when everything sold out in like six minutes, people went totally crazy and it was a fucking war. I spent like 10 hours responding to angry people. It was really, really um, bad. I got into, you know, like words fight with, with customers. I was like, okay, I just need a break. I can't do this anymore. You know, I will end up like fighting someone, you know, it's just fucking beers, you know? I mean, you put your heart and soul into the the brewery and the art and everything. I can understand. It took I think- like fucking three years opening this. You know, you know when we first opened, it was uh, we we worked three years. Uh, three years here and there. Yeah, exactly. When we were like working forty hours a week, you know, like with our jobs, like 40, 50 hours a week, and uh, we ended up doing it, opening it, and. You know, like people saying that your brewery is bullshit, blah, blah, you don't brew enough. And it, it, it's you straight in, in the heart, you know, because you worked so hard for that and you still work like your ass off every day just to have like a release next week, you know? So um, I feel like what uh, Fidel is trying to describe is just things grew so rapidly that it got kind of overwhelming and you can multitask and try to do everything, but at some point you just, as things expand, you need to find the right people to delegate. And that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And through everything that Fignon has described, we've learned quite a lot. Uh, definitely customer service now is way better, way better, way better than it, it ever was. You know, we love speaking with our com- customers, you know, whether it's in person or, or online. Uh, and really we, we, we've learned a lot through the process, you know, thanks to them, we've managed to improve this or that and, Ultimately, every, everyone bene- uh, benefits from that. So it's a, it's a learning experience, you know. Uh, nothing's perfect. Uh, we are not two years old yet. We will be uh, <laughs> in, in two weeks. Yes, exactly. But so. I think I think it's probably like the um, the part that I'm the most ex- um, happy about. You know, the fact that now we can have like customer service, and uh, it was the probably like the most um, scariest thing for me uh, at a certain point. Um, because uh, I thought that it will never be able to manage uh, that certain part of the of the business, and you know, like that itself it, is a full time job. Yeah, definitely not a part time job. And you know, like as a customer, I'm I'm pretty sure that if you send an email and you get a, an answer like a week after, maybe like you're not you're not super stoked about you know having a, an answer like a week later. Now we pride ourselves in answering right then and there. Yeah, you know, we try. Every- our best everybody whether they call or email us they get a an answer almost right away so i'm quite happy with that and i don't know i did it for a while i did it all winter and then once we reopened i just started doing what i was doing and so now we have someone that's doing that full time and loves it and once again it shows and our customers are uh, genuinely happy because of that i would like to think so yeah i would like to think so too but yeah (laughs) learning process man Every job needs the right hat. Every job needs the right hat. You know, and the right person has yeah. to be in the right position. 
Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. I want to talk to you, Filio, specifically about uh, your artistic creative side. Uh, it's very, very special what you've created. You have created a brand that is recognizable. It's so damn recognizable that people gave Boreal shit that they ripped you off and came to the <laughs> point that Gabriel Zunon wrote you about it. And then you subsequently did a collab together because of that. I love that. Um, he didn't write me. He actually called me. There you go. <laughs> I was like, I was in the Tunnel Ville Marie, you know, I was crossing the, the, the city and I was just like, okay, just answering. And yo, it's Gab Dulong from Bahia. I was like, for real? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad about, about the tag thing? Uh, uh, anyway, cool story. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, yeah. I think it's just super interesting. Being a brewer, you have materials to work with, right? You're going to make a beer. You're going to make four beers a week. For yourself, I feel like the inspiration must be far more difficult. H- how do you handle that, the artistic side of coming up with new cans of rebranding old cans because you've mentioned to me that even the original cans if you bring stuff back you redesign them even now so, so talk to me about that whole creative process but you know it's a i would say it's a hard process now because you know i um i think i'm i'm designing like like actually when we started recording this podcast i was uh taking photos but i'm um, since the second anniversary is coming in two weeks i still have like seven or eight um tags to do wow. and i did i did two and a half uh, yesterday and it's just like you know every day it's it's kind of crazy every time gab and um and vince um uh, have an idea uh, a new something or they're changing uh, some uh, a recipe um they want to do some you know that that new beer that they're thinking about so I just have to find a name and then find some ideas. You know, it's it get, it's getting hard because I just did like 200 uh, tags in less than two years. <laughs> <laughs> when we first opened, we were expecting to brew like 40 beers a year. Wow. 40. Okay. We did almost 100 on the first year, in the first year. So at 40, I was like, okay, it's a lot, but I can probably like manage it. But 100, I was like, you guys are fucking like abusing right now. It's just like, and now you know, a year after, a year later, I'm still here and another another like hundred ties. So it's it's getting harder and harder for sure. And uh, 
you know, reading, uh, reading some stuff uh, on internet, uh, watching magazines, uh, Instagram also, you know, you know, I go to a uh, Beringheim on, on Instagram, uh, click this artist and then see what he's doing. And then I click another artist and then I just get lost somewhere on Instagram and then I end up uh, on Pinterest looking at things uh, discovering new artists but uh, I never bite anything you know uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not that kind of guy so uh, I get ideas here and there uh, old uh, band t-shirts you know old designs um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge The Cure fan I'm, I'm listening to The Cure for like for the last like three months in a row you know I, I used to be like I you know I grew up with The cure but for a certain time i just you know it was it was on my in my itunes but not really listening to it but for the last like three months i think i, I, I was, i'm listening to the cure like every day so going through there you know there's i i, I watch some shows on uh, on netflix uh, on uh, youtube while the, the pandemic you know uh, alone at home watching some shows on tvs having some ideas here and there you know it's just there's no recipe to create sometimes you know like last Yesterday, uh, woke up at like I don't know ten, and um, I sit down in front of my computer with with sharpies and piece of papers and trying stuff. And for like ten ten hours, I didn't do shit. It was just like you, you can't you can't force it. No, it was the shittiest day. Of, seriously, like one of the shittiest day since we opened yesterday. Um, it was just like there was nothing going on. I was just like freaking out because I know I have so so many tags to designs and. You know, it's summer. We uh, some some companies, uh, you know, like uh, they have a vacation, so I have to, you know, it's in two weeks, so I have to, you know, push uh, harder to, you know, send uh, send the, the PDFs, you know, the tags. I have like this this pressure on my shoulders, and uh, it's probably the hardest way to create when you feel like uh-huh. you got to do it now. You know, there's, and I hate creating in that position. You know, you feel like. You need to fucking, you know, shit some, you know, put something on the table right now, and it's probably like the worst way to. I feel like you're think still about creating. You're still doing a good job at it, and sometimes uh, that added pressure. Thank you know, you. there there is some magic that happens. <laughs> you know, I mean, Matt, you know, you've been there. A lot of musicians watch this, uh, listen to this podcast. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people can relate uh, to that blank page syndrome. Uh, mm. I don't know. You got a deadline from your label for this record and you got to make sure you put it out for that tour and so on and so forth. And then, you know, you got pressure from your agent and your A&R and I don't know, fans, everything. And you want to, I don't know, you want to deliver, you know, and once in a while you'll write a It has to be good. Yeah. It's got to be good. It's all killer, no filler. And once in a while you'll, you'll write a song and like, I don't know, half an hour, an hour, a day. And then sometimes it literally takes months, you know, yeah. but in Fillon's case, it can take months. It cannot, yeah. you know, he, exactly. we, we have to put out beers every week. So, uh, and I can't I imagine that, that, that type of pressure. I don't want to shit on a fucking like piece of paper, scan it. And, you know, like, or, <laughs> you know, it has to, might be interesting. Yeah. I was thinking it about. has to be like, I, you know, like, uh, Seriously, here at Messram, no one's or um, disliking my uh, everything I do. It's it's kind of weird. I'm the you know I don't even know how to say that. Uh, on your own terms, self-critical. I feel like we all are. Yeah, but you know, like I do something, and Vince is like, "Oh, it's crazy!" I'm like, no, it's fucking shit. And you know, I'm I, sure he's the same way with the beer, though. Probably. 
No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, he's not. But yeah, um, when I'm not uh, comfortable with uh, printing uh, um, a certain tag, I just don't go further with the with, and I just start another one. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't even know what's the, what is the question. You answered it perfectly. It's it's. I asked I asked Vince the same question a year ago when I had the conversation with him, who had the harder job coming up to make these beers come out, and he obviously said you had the harder job. So so. I mean, there's... the names, the names right now. It's kind of crazy. I don't want to. There's a beer coming uh, coming up for second anniversary, and it's called uh, Clock Was Ticking. And because the you know, deadline ticking. was, <laughs> and you know, clock was taking like used to, you know, be taking because, you know, it's still, it's always death related, you know? So, and I just talked with the guy on the phone. I was like, yo, clock is taking, man. It's right now, or it's, you know, it, it's a bust. And, and I was like, yo, it, it could be actually, it might be the name of the beer. Like <laughs> clock was taking. You know, but it's kind of, um, you know, like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's still death related. And I, I got to find some ideas here and there when we actually do something like that. You know, I wasn't expecting to find a name, just saying that, you know, to the guy, yo, it's, it's right now, you know, like puck is ticking and it's just like, yeah, it's the name of the beer. And I was really happy because I probably, uh, saved two hours of my life, um, just to try to find a name with, a. You know, like death related name or yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Listen, that's that's your process, but if you're drawing blanks, just hit me up. I got a notepad full of like song titles and you could have whichever you want. Okay, but yo, just like send it like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh again, like I, sometimes I like try to think of, of what you do and like for instance, if I have to like do some basic accounting or or anything all i got to do is to total up some numbers and i'm doing my task but for you if you got to do a label it's not just a matter okay i'm going to draw a label there's it's it's i can't even put words to it it's weird i just do it (laughs) i got to do it anyway so it's art if i don't do it like um you know guys will be pissed at me so i just have to deal with it find a name design a tag and Week, a week later, it's still something, uh, still in the, some tags to do. <laughs> I mean, we're, always, we're re- rebrewing some of our favorites, though. So yeah, right now because there's a law that is uh, that just passed here in Quebec. Um, so tags with plastics will be illegal. So all the tags that we have here, we have to get rid of them because you know it's a lot of money. So we're doing a lot of redo, but not uh, not only for that reason. It's because uh, we are. Um, we'll have um, a lot of new um, different beers, um, new beers for the second anniversary. So we don't want to, you know, we, we're keeping uh, some cool surprises for that, for that even. So in this, um, for the weeks just before the, the anniversary, it's just like normal that we do some regular stuff to, you know, have a little surprise <laughs> early august you know uh, and to give you guys yeah. a bit of space too so that you can have time to create all these new things because july is like the most difficult month for me it's i can't you know i do photos also and you know it's it's kind of crazy so if i don't have anything to create 
uh, with the beers that they're brewing or before the anniversary, it saves my, my ass. Let's talk about the two-year anniversary party. Uh, we'll have uh, this really cool collaboration with American Solera and Holmes. Um, this is a really cool um, pastry stout uh, in 750 millimeters. Um, I think this is going to blow some minds. Uh, we have two, um, two fucking like killer stouts, uh, barrel aged stuff. We have one with vanilla, one without vanilla. And I think that one, it's a blend from three barrels. One has been aged for like 20 months. The other one is 14 and the other one is nine months. This is probably like the best product that we ever did. It's just it's just crazy. We were doing a lot of pastries, and the one that I tasted was not a pastry, and I loved it. And it was I'm, probably and that I'm, one. And I'm super critical with stouts, and I think you'll be. I think you'll be stoked. Yeah. So we have a, a lot of collabs with uh, American breweries. Actually, we've done a lot of collabs with you know breweries from around here that are our friends and that we support and everything. So we try to keep it fresh, expand, try out new. We still have our friends, variety, you know. We have. Horizons. We have Sir John. We have uh, we have a collab with Sir John and we're brothers uh, together. We have uh, a stout with uh, Bas Canada. Uh, we have this uh, amazing pills with uh, Grand Bois. Uh, you know they're fucking killing it, and they're like the best uh, lager brewery in the world. So yeah, uh, it's good to have them uh, on our side. Uh, we have uh, this weird banana split smoothie sour with uh, two tides. Um, we have a double IPA with Holmes. We have a double IPA with vitamin C. We have, you know, it's, it's cool to have like, to, to have some, some connections with the U S it's, um, it's where the, the, you know, like the, the IPAs are like blowing up and blew up actually. And this is where the, the good stuff is right now. If you know what's up in the, in the, in the craft brewery scene, you know, that the Americans are fucking killing it, you know? And it's good to have some breweries uh, having our back and uh, having some good conversations with them, you know, hanging out with them. They're just like cool people. And I know some of the, you know, guys from American Silver and Homes, uh, two ties are flying here for our, uh, our anniversary. So it's, it will be cool to have uh, them here for the first time. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, beer, it's, it's, it's something that brings people together and I really enjoy doing what we do and I uh, can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's Yo, Matt, 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 as far as I'm concerned, uh, I just want to make sure people don't wait as much as last year. We had a waiting line from like uh, Massorum all the way to Boulevard de la Vérandrie. Uh, people on average waited an hour and 15 minutes uh, to get their beer and we really want to cut that like majorly quadruple the amount of like workstations ipads cash registers employees doubled the, uh, the the size of our terrace we 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 want it to be a pleasurable experience you know it's uh, I, I hate people seeing seeing people wait for that long we were straight up last year it was such a hot and warm day oh, yeah. we, we had water pitchers with like ice and uh plastic cups just handing them out to people in the waiting no, area just making sure they're all right and I don't know. That's that's my mandate for this year. Amazing. Is there any special things going on? Some music events, uh, some DJ sets. I think last year there was some stuff like that. Uh, is there anything like that? Some going? DJs for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah, some DJs for sure. Uh, didn't have much time to you know prepare that um, this year. It's uh, more beers than last year, than the first anniversary. So it's more work for everyone. 
and you know clock is ticking and you know we'll have some djs but i don't think this year will be uh but next year probably some shows uh we'll probably book some some bands uh we'll see what, what we want to you know we want to we want to party with people, you know. Remember shows? I remember yeah. shows, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to talk about filling the void from live shows, though. I'm very lucky I get to do the podcast. I get to be worried that I'm not prepared enough before I sit down here. Are we going to connect with the artists? I'm very lucky I've been filling the void of performing with the podcast. How have you been filling the void, both of you? Uh, for me, personally, uh, I don't know where to start, quite frankly. I've been touring... Uh, since the late 90s and then professionally since early mid 2000s at some point it kind of takes its toll you know being on the road six months out of the year you're getting old too you're fucking getting old (laughs) I I feel good for my age man (laughs) but uh, I guess I came to the realization in 2019 that I I wanted to try out yeah I was getting old and I wanted to try out something different and uh all, up here and all of fall 2019 uh i was on tour continuously i dropped two records that year with both of my bands and i remember being at home for three weeks out of the full three months of fall 2019 so i actually missed miss sorum's uh grand opening i was there before while filion was painting like uh picnic uh, tables and <laughs> seeing the bar being assembled and everything and i was amazing but i actually missed out on 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 the opening and then i remember getting back from europe just super burnt out and then i was in an emo type of mood and then my friend sean facetimes me and then i poured my heart out and then he spoke to filion and then filion facetimes me at like midnight he's like what are you up to man i'm like oh i don't know i'm not feeling good blah 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 i don't know where i'm at in life he cried i need a break i don't i did not cry It's okay to cry. You can cry. You can cry, man. Men, women, everyone can cry. It's okay. <laughs> but dude, it's you know, uh, I'm he 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 was like, "How about you just show up tomorrow uh, and work with us?" I was like, "Nah, I uh, I, I didn't like that idea of being hired because I was a friend or anything. <laughs> uh, I do have qualifications and whatnot, uh, to be fully honest. But uh, so I was like, "Nah." And then the next day, uh, Seb who also works at Miss Orm, one of our good friends, he was like, calls me. So he was guitar, guitar player for Ion Dissonance. Ion Dissonance, exactly. So he hits me up. He's like, so you're going to come to work tomorrow? And I was like, all right, fuck it. Might as well. Let's try this out. And I, I just really needed that change of pace. And I've been learning all about this magnificent world of uh, um, craft, and beer. craft beer and just working with my friends and, you know, um, some of it is a new challenge to me. Some of it is quite familiar in an odd type of way. You know, I've been able to transpose some of the music stuff and apply it to, uh, to Masorum. And uh, I don't know. I've it's really been... good to have him here around. You know, we're all friends, you know, me, Vince, Sebastian, um, you know, having Alex around. It's kind of cool. It's uh, he's our bro. And, you know, like at our age, you know, um, for, you know, the Camarade de Martel, um, you know, when we have kids and you're, you know, like you have a family, you know, to feed and stuff, you work 40 hours a week, it's harder. It, it, it's getting harder and harder to see your friends, you know, but 
here i just see my fucking friends every day you it's know sick. it's we're fucking blessed. <laughs> we're blessed you know i it's, could just be myself and and same for him and you know we've known each other for like 20 years yeah. so it's 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 been fun i actually love this job uh and it's a new challenge for me and that's how i've been staying focused you know but it's not know? a challenge anymore you're just like fucking good at what you're doing yeah I'm, I'm killing it yeah I'm not gonna lie. He's kill, he's kill. <laughs> i'm so happy to have him here you know like you know having a having a friend uh leaving on t- uh, you know on tour all the time you see him like between tours it's 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 not like super easy you know but you know having you know it's i know he's he wants to get back on the road at some point, you know, but uh, since, you know, the pandemic and shit, it's, it's, it's harder, but uh, having him uh, around, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to see, uh, to finally see your, your friend, friends and all the time I don't know. On, on a daily basis, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It sure is. And yeah, I mean, long story short, that's how I've stayed focused throughout, uh, this entire event uh and it's given me the opportunity to uh you know try out new things but also also given me enough time away from music that uh i actually genuinely miss it now and i'm looking forward to you know rekindling with my bandmates and writing new material and getting back on tour but i don't think i'll ever tour as extensively as i used to uh i think that's behind me and I, I love I love living in Montreal. It's something that I've rarely experienced in my adult life, quite frankly. So I really love this experience. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like next time I'll be on tour, I'll have the same feeling as the rest of my bandmates and Despised who weren't in another band or weren't still touring full time like I was in Obey the Brave. And every time they're on tour, it's three weeks out of the year and they're on vacation. It's like, no kids. They love their kids. Don't get me wrong. No kids, no work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking party, play death metal, you know? So I feel like next time I'll be on tour, uh, that's how I'm going to feel. So, uh, thanks to this right here, I feel like it's the best of both worlds. And I finally achieved that balance that I was longing for. So yeah, in a nutshell, thanks for listening. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, uh, Filion, you, as much as you, you struggle fight, to find that creativity to get your tags done to get your 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 labels done you're still painting on the side for yourself artistically and selling these pieces i think that's amazing is that how you've been filling the void you you still find time for art even though your day job is art it's just like uh, less sleep i guess <laughs> it's uh yeah it's uh, you know creating some some art uh, different you know like a different way than what you're doing on a daily basis it's, it's just like sometimes it gives me um um, not hopes, but, uh, it's just like helped me, um, to get, um, out of my mind. I mean, uh, just, it's just like another way to create. So, uh, it gives me more ideas after, you know, when I do like a certain line with, with paint, uh, I will think of something, you know, like mixing colors. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to step back, you know, uh, take a, take a step back and look at where you're doing and, you know, creating, I do music also. I'm you bought a new bass. Yeah, I bought yeah. A, a, a new project. Yeah, I'm in a solo project right now. Uh, it's kind of a new wave, kind of a kind of solo project, new wave in French. Uh, What's that it's called? Really Does it cool. have a name? It's really uh, not yet. Okay. I don't know if it will be Filion or I don't know. I don't know yet, but I'm just you know focusing on the music now, um, right now. But not right now. I'm just 
but I'll be back on it in August because right now it's just too crazy. So it's a, but yeah, I bought a, I bought a bass uh, while the pandemic was at its peak. Um, I bought a, a jazz uh, professional to um, jazz bass. Um, I bought a, a Telecaster also. Um, yeah, I spoiled myself. Um, started, um, I was really, really bad at playing guitar. So I'm, I was, uh, I tried learning, you know, um, I'm, I'm, but I'm more like a bass player. So I, I like to, when get, uh, when I get home, uh, at like midnight, I just take my, my bass and I play like the cure and joy division songs and finding riffs. And, you know, it's kind of cool to, you know, do something different than fucking tags all day long. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. She's on that sad boy shit. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's some cool bands that I discovered lately. There's just a, there's a, the new wave scene is kind of cool. There's some bands called, you know, the Fearing. Um, What's that band from Montreal you showed me that? Body I, Wash. Bo- body Wash? Body yeah, they're wash. actually pretty good. I they're like They're really them. good. Um, they're just, the, there's a, this band from California called Fearing. It's real good. Um, you know, there's a band from New York called Tempers. It's really good. Also, um, uh, Topography from uh, from Oakland. So good. You know, I discovered so many good bands in the last year. And, uh, you know, last time I, you know, I went on. It was, it's been a long time since I've, you know, like when uh, I went to uh, on internet to try to find some new bands. You know, I used to do that shit like on Napster and yeah. you know, years ago trying to always find a new coolest hardcore or metal band you know but uh yeah i think shopify is uh shopify spotify is kind of cool for that you know like you, you can see the similar artists at the bottom of every pages and you can get lost you know like clicking this artist and then you click another artist and i i kind of enjoyed the um, discovering bands uh you know when the the, cur- the curfew was a you know, when, when the curfew was uh, at eight o'clock. Exactly. But, you know, like here at MSRM, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's called um, uh, essential, essential service. service. Exactly. So we had this little piece of paper that lets you be out after eight. So when we, when I was getting back home, you know, streets were empty. Uh-huh. It was just so fucking weird to drive back home and see the empty streets. And it was actually like, I kind of enjoyed it, you know? I felt like I was, it was like the end of the world. And I was just like, ha ha, I like, I, I'm still alive, you know? <laughs> I was getting back home, listening to some music, listening to some music, um, playing music, reading books. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the curfew, actually. Huh. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the full, the full lo- the lockdown, I really, really enjoyed it. I hated it. And <laughs> I was expecting, like, I would have, I would have a look. I would have enjoyed another another on uh, <laughs> a lockdown. Yeah, I really really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sorry about. It. I'm sorry, guys. You know, some people from Quebec didn't, but I actually really liked it. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Classic Vox and Hops wrap up question. Um, it probably doesn't happen to you guys very often because you're surrounded by beer all the time. But every once in a while, it happens to everyone. What is your or what are your hangover cures? The, the angover cure mm-hmm. i'll be honest man like doesn't drink enough <laughs> I, I never drink enough. i have not been drunk in years normally i'll like drink a can or like a glass or two and then i'm i'm good but if not oh. i don't know just a lot of water and advil 
Yeah, pretty much the same for me. Um, I would say uh, when I'm really, really hungover, I would say Gatorade. And I will probably drink uh, a liter, like a full liter, like two, uh, two 500 millimeters. A liter. A liter. A liter is something. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Gross. yeah. <laughs> I will eat a liter. <laughs> no. I, I mean, yeah, like a, a liter, full liter, a liter of, uh, of Gatorade. I don't know if I said it right that this time, but you're doing yeah. great. You're doing I'm great. Not, I'm not English. So I think I think I'm doing great. You're doing Actually, great. What, what's uh, what's your cure, Matt? Enlighten us. I, I suffer in silence. I mean, jerking off is really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, the singer, well, the ex-singer of Igor Law said. Uh, she has sex, and that fixes everything. But um, nice. <laughs> um, I suffer in silence. I got two young children. They didn't drink the beers. I hydrate. Yeah. Actually, really, what really it is? It's it's a you know, a fruited sour with coffee, which is how Brutal Juice from Brewski came to life because that's exactly what I do. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Nice. Guys, thank you so, so much for taking the time. I know you're very busy planning the second year anniversary, which is tomorrow. People get ready. Head on over there. Don't wait in line too long. Um, they got enough beer for all of you. They got enough terrace space. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be fun. I just want to say thank you so, so much for spending some time with me, having a chat about your life, music, and craft beer. Thanks to you. Thanks, doing, buddy. Cheers. You're doing a great job. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. What an awesome conversation. I am just so stoked that I finally got Alex Erien back on the podcast. Uh, we had a very cool time connecting at Heavy Montreal, and I have been just so stoked that he hooked up with the fine people of Masorum Brassatorium because they're one of Quebec's best breweries. Love this conversation. I am just so stoked for their anniversary event, which is happening this weekend. You should definitely head on over there if you can. Uh, you might just see me there. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You could do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V O X A N D H O P S. Com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. So please, please do me a favor. Sign up to the Vox and Hops mailing list. There is just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. I would hate for you to miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope that you have a glorious month of August. I am going to be taking a break. I'm looking forward to recharging my batteries, come up with a bunch of sick new ideas, and come back in full force in September. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from The Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.